Welcome to The Nord Show, a podcast where we sit with creators and get their thoughts on all things movies, games, and content creation. I'm your host, Joe Aragon. You may know me on TikTok as Cinema Joe, and today I'm joined by Dave Kratzy. We'll be chatting about their experience creating content, variety gaming, movies, and answering some community questions at the end. Dave, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, man? I'm happy to be here. I'm doing very good. Doing very good. Excited to talk to you about a lot of things. You chose a very hot button movie that I haven't had a chance to talk about with any of my guests. So I'm I'm very excited today. Very excited today. Yeah, I'm excited. This is a a movie that I have some strong opinions about. Ooh, this is going to be great (laughs) then. Well, before we dive into the episode, uh, of course, follow The Nord Show on Spotify on Apple, drop a review, subscribe to the YouTube channel. There is a link in the description of this episode to check out NordVPN and get a great deal. So before we talk about the movie, Dave, I want to know more about you. You're a content creator, a streamer, a variety gamer. Easy questions first. When did this all start? Or maybe more importantly, how and why did this all start? Um, There is a simple answer and a longer answer. I started Kratzy, like this brand, um, almost exactly three years ago, um, like in two days, I think is my three-year anniversary. But oh. I started making YouTube videos back when I was like 10 years old, back in like 2009. Like I always made YouTube videos, like my entire come up. So content's something I've always done, but taking it seriously is more of a recent thing. Got it, got it. When you started all those years ago making YouTube videos, what did it start with? Were you making like gaming videos? Were you making just like ridiculous skits with friends? Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody has their own like start to the business. What's your start? Yeah, so I got a this old camera called a Flip. Oh, camcorder. I remember Flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like the HD version, but it was 720p. Um, oh, yeah, I just made stupid little skits, and then for a while, I had a neighbor that we used to make. Um, we used to make videos with like action figures and like make them talk and stuff. There you go. Yeah. It was, it was um, cringy, but, uh, you know, it was a good start. That's a start. <laughs> I think when I was, my friend got a flip video and we did our, our best safe jackass interpretations. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> too excessive, but it was like us going to a playground and like jumping off a slide and like landing in the sand oh, thinking it was cool. Uh, it was far from that. It was far from that. <laughs> I, I had it. I looked at your Twitter because, you, you know, you promoted the episode and asked your fans for questions. And I was going to ask this question, but I noticed some people on your Twitter also commented this. Where did Kratzy come from is what a lot of people want to know. Yeah, it's um, very unoriginal. It is just a play on my last name. My last name is Kratz. It's always been a public thing. Um, And I used to go by Kratzy and like I used to play baseball. And that's what they like. My coach always used to call me when I was a kid. So when I made the name, for some reason, I thought it was smart to take out the A. Um, which now everyone just says curtsy. So. <laughs> but yeah, it just comes from my last name. Okay, okay. Was there a name before Cressy when you were making content like pre-seriously? Yeah, so I had a Minecraft channel that I started in middle school and the name was Purple Dino Dave. <laughs> that was the name. Why Purple Dino? Was there any reason for that? I had a purple dinosaur Minecraft skin and I looked at it and I was like, that, that's my name now. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> now you mentioned you made a transition to more serious content creation about three years ago coming up on your anniversary. What spawned that decision to take this more seriously? Um, well, I always did content in high school and middle school. Like, And once I went to college, I stopped. 
because I was like, I moved across the country to Florida. I went to the University of Florida for like one semester. Um, <laughs> but uh, and then I got in the workforce and I was like doing tech support and it was just, it sucked. <laughs> and I was like seeing some of my old friends from back when I did YouTube, actually like turning them into careers. And I was like, dang, like that's actually what I want to do. So one day I just cold turkey quit my job and wow. risked it all to become a streamer. <laughs> that is bold, but I'm glad you did. Obviously, it turned out very well. What became like your niche thing? Like, what are you? I mean, people who are listening right now, are like, I don't know who Kretzi is. What do you do? What's your big thing? Um. Well, it's my big thing. It comes from the Minecraft community. Uh, I play in this event called the Minecraft Championship. Um. It's pretty big. Like some of the biggest events almost like a, li- a million live viewers oh, like wow. across everyone who's live yeah and i won the original event and um so i've always hung around and like there's tons of people like dream and and like jacksepticeyes in the next event like there's a lot of big people and i just kind of became known at being good at it and kind of grew in that community interesting now minecraft obviously huge now did you ever expect minecraft to really blow up in the way it has blown up. I mean, I played it probably in its earliest infancy, but now if you were to put the game in front of me, I don't know if I would even recognize how to play it. Did you expect this kind of turnaround for this game? No, actually, like, I've always been in the Minecraft community, like, when I was in middle school, and I've just always been around the game for some reason. And um, I remember when Microsoft bought the game, Everyone was certain that was that was it. That was it. The game was going to be full of microtransactions. It was going to be ruined. And to everyone's surprise, I actually think they saved the game with the updates, especially recently. Now, again, Minecraft is so popular, but how would you describe it to somebody now? Because I feel like my basic understanding of Minecraft is, oh, you go into world and build, but it, it's changed so much. Like, what is the game now? Yeah, that's a good question. It's much more like RPG, much more depth to the actual game instead of like, you know, 10 years ago where it was just kind of you punch some trees, you build a house, maybe you can go to the nether or something. But now there's like multiple boss mobs and there's Uh. like so many new blocks. There's like much more rabbit holes to go down. Um, So the game is much more time consuming, I would say now than opposed to like 10 years ago. Is there a story to it? Is there like an actual storyline? Uh, there's like a loose like they've always had the ender dragon which was like the end and they run the end credits uh-huh. but then there's so much more now to do that it's kind of like the beginning barely the end so there's like lore kind of Got it. but it's very loose okay okay did you ever get into the minecraft music video business I, I mean that's one thing I have spent way too long on YouTube falling down a rabbit hole is all of the Minecraft interpretations of songs. <laughs> yeah, no, they're funny. I, I've never done that myself. No, but um, when I was a kid, my favorite YouTuber was Captain Sparkles and he made some of the most <laughs> iconic ones out there. Very fair. What's what's the one that always comes to mind? Uh, probably Fallen Kingdom, which is like, I think it's not as big as Revenge is as big as, but it's like the big castle and the king and I don't know. It was like his first one. Got it, got it. Okay, okay. Well, you've done a really <laughs> good job building this great community. What is the one thing that you love about your community the most? Um, Probably, hmm, that's a good question. I have a very nice community and a very non-toxic community, mm-hmm. especially given 
the gaming community at large isn't exactly known for that. Um, sure. My community is very chill, very inclusive, probably because my streams are always very lower energy. I'm not a very high energy guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, probably just like the non-toxicity of my community. Now you're my second guest who's played a lot of Minecraft and you're the second guest who said their community is very non-toxic. So I'm seeing a trend in Minecraft community and the lack of toxicity, which is great. And I can verify as somebody and people are listening or watching when I went to Twitter to look at uh, Dave's tweet, there are a lot of questions. They range from, oh, what do you want to do after streaming to what is your favorite dinosaur? Uh, so <laughs> I can confirm you have a very, very friendly community that everybody just wants to know more about you, which is really fantastic. Yeah, they're great. Uh, let's pivot a little bit because uh, this is a, an episode on content creation and games, but ultimately it's about movies. And for those who don't know, I sent Dave, yeah, hey, Dave, pick a, pick a movie, any movie you want. We can talk about almost anything. And Dave responded with, let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. A behemoth of a movie to rewatch, by the way, which I, I did not get to do. <laughs> um, but I, I have to know why Zack Snyder's Justice League out of everything in the world. I just think the, the story behind the movie is like, the original release was so bad and then I love the Zack Snyder cut and then I just think like the it was tragic because I think the DCEU was could have been really good but they everywhere they could have gone wrong they did <laughs> and I don't know for me like I was for some reason as a kid I was obsessed with the Flash mm. which I know right now probably the worst live action hero to be a fan <laughs> of um so I, I like that movie has a yeah, very special place in my heart. Um, but it's also tragic because we probably will never see the Flash movie and that whole Snyder verse is kind of done for. But got it. Okay. I loved it. So for those who aren't aware, and, and Dave's kind of already hinted at it, it's been a pretty rocky start to the DCEU. The original Justice League came out, it was like half Zack Snyder's, uh, and then finished by Joss Whedon. And uh Dave's shaking his head, and it, yeah, I agree. It, it was pretty much critically panned. Why do you think the Zack Snyder version was better? What about it made it better, in your opinion? Um, I just think, well, I mean, the main thing was, like, I mean, the movie's four hours, which might be a little bit too long, <laughs> but the, I'm pretty sure the theatrical cut was under two, mm -hmm. which was just, like, wasn't... You couldn't get anyone's backstory. But the main thing is... um. It's like, okay, we spoil the movie a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been yeah, out okay, long okay. enough. Let's. This is full yeah. spoilers. If you're listening and you haven't seen it, pause and come back four hours later. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, full spoilers. They, <clears throat> the way they butchered the Flash and Cyborg, Cyborg yeah. um, they removed the ending that was originally filmed by Zack Snyder where the Flash saves the world by reversing time. And then in the theatrical release, Flash doesn't do that and he's just like, I think he gets like punched by Darkseid or not Darkseid, whoever that is, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Yeah. And then he's just a comic relief. He has no importance to the story in the in the theatrical release. Whereas Zack Snyder, it's like Cyborg and Flash basically save the world. Mm -hmm. Where in the theatrical cut, they're irrelevant. They're, they have no purpose. They even remove Cyborg's like whole backstory where they show his like the whole thing with his parents and everything. Yeah. I don't know. No, those are good points. I can go on. And I think that's like <laughs> to me. As somebody who is not like the biggest DCU fan or even Zack Snyder fan, um, I will even happily admit I'm glad to see this movie come out. 
And uh, you make a good point. The whole cyborg backstory, I was shocked that was taken out of the movie because it adds so much more weight to the movie. Uh, and then everything else. Yeah, Flash being more of a central character rather than being a com- comedic relief, as you said. Now, do you have a favorite out of all the Justice League? I mean, do you want to see more? Do you want to see a sequel to this? Um, I honestly think <clears throat> they should probably just leave it as it is right now, especially with Ezra Miller and <laughs> everything going on there. Um, I am excited to see if Black Adam is good oh, and if yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. that will turn into a universe because they do have like I forget what they call it, the Justice Association or whatever the the, the superhero league is in that mm-hmm. that world. Um, hopefully that can turn into a good universe. I don't know. So what we have planned or what we know of a Flash movie. Well, supposedly will come out at some point. (laughs) Who knows what's going on with that? The date of this recording is June 10th. uh, So currently it's still coming out. We got a Flash movie coming out, an Aquaman 2 movie coming out, um, the Black Adam movie coming out. I I don't know anything about a Wonder Woman, a new Wonder Woman coming out. Uh, Out of these movies, Flash, Black Adam, and Aquaman 2, are you excited for these? Do you think the DCU can pick it up and, and restart? Uh, yes, I think if, because um, Shazam was really good. I don't know if you watched yeah, Shazam. I watched Shazam. I was a big fan of that movie, despite it being more, it was almost more marvel of a movie, like the way the humor and stuff worked. Um, and then Shazam, and if Black Adam does well, Black Adam's like an arch nemesis of Shazam in, in the comics. So like maybe they can just kind of forget about everyone else for a bit and and build this other universe and, I don't know, because Henry Cavill left. Pretty sure he, he's not on contract for Superman anymore. So doesn't seem like I that. don't know. Okay. I, I I think their only hope is to kind of just take this and hope that Black Adam is a big blockbuster hit and they move on move and on. Make, work on all these other like lesser known characters okay. that I think are cool. What about uh, some of the more offshoots? I guess well, I, I can only think of one. Oh, there's a couple. Uh, the Suicide Squad. Did you like that one? The the newest newest one with James Gunn. The second one, yes, I love that one. And Peacemaker, the show, yeah. phenomenal. Okay, I, John Cena was so unexpectedly a great actor. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. You uh, you made it very clear to say the second one. What's wrong with the first Suicide Squad, Dave? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> hey, uh, like, because I've always been a fan of DC, and like the way that they just fumble everything is so disappointing. Because I actually like the characters in the first Suicide Squad. I think so. I do like, too. I thought Will Smith as Deadshot was actually really cool. But then like the movie was over before it started. There was no like, you're like, oh, it's over. There was no real plot. Like it was mm-hmm. just ended. And yeah. How we feel it about not good. How we feel about Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, he is very forgettable Joker. <laughs> I think the only good moment I think he had was in the, I don't know if it was like a post-credit scene in the Justice League movie where in Zack Snyder's where oh, yeah, they had yeah. like the apocalyptic and then he had a little dialogue with Batman. Yeah. That was the only time that I thought Jared Leto looked decent as Joker, but that was like a 30-second clip. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like the post-credit like dream sequence like in the post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, that showed promise at least or more promise than we had seen before. The uh, only other offshoot I can think of is Birds of Prey. I'm not sure if you saw Birds of Prey or how you felt about Birds of Prey. I, I really like that movie. It wasn't the best, like, but the highlights were really high of yeah. the movie, I think. Good. The overall story was okay. Yeah, well said. I think that's exactly how I feel. There are some really high highs, and the rest of it is maybe just okay. Um, 
it's only natural, you kind of brought up earlier, it's only natural to really compare all of this to what's going on in the MCU. Are you a fan of the MCU? Are you not a fan? If you are a fan, what are the movies you like? Uh, I am a fan, and I'll have you know that just coincidence, last month, I as of last month, I had never seen a single MCU movie. Whoa! And I have watched every single one. I, Me and my girlfriend were like, we're watching every single one, and we did. And we, I've even watched every single show. So... That's a, that's a lot I of content. Every day, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am a fan now. Um, and I would say my favorites is Thor Ragnarok. Good choice. Good and choice. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Ooh, Volume 2. Some of my favorites. So I need to back up because you watched all of this within the last month. What prevented you from getting into it before last month? Like, wh- why the hesitancy? I just like didn't watch them before and then it just felt like I couldn't watch any of the movies without seeing the ones before. It's very true. I, I kind of probably made it over dramatic and then for myself and I just never watched them because I was just so far behind and I just decided to suck it up and watch all of them. Got it. No, I mean I, that's a really valid point though. I mean it's hard to watch, you know, Iron Man 3 without saying Iron Man 1 and 2 and then heaven forbid you watch Civil War and not know who 12 <laughs> yeah. of the characters are in that movie. So I, that's a valid point. I'm just, it's just, it's very rare nowadays to find anybody who hasn't seen any, but I'm, I'm glad you have. I mean, it's a lot of movies to binge in a month. Even yeah. the shows, did you like any of the shows or have you been? I, I think some of their shows are some of their best. Uh, I really liked Loki. Same, same. I thought that was super interesting and I'm actually excited to see a second season. And then WandaVision was good yeah. as well. Wow. It's like you I, listened to my conversation with my wife this morning where I said, <laughs> I like Loki and WandaVision the most. Yeah, I think they they were very intriguing and and um, I don't know, they had like more of an artistic vision, especially WandaVision, which I feel like a lot of Marvel, some Marvel movies lack, I feel like a good artistic direction and they're kind of just, I don't know. No, soulless. Completely agree. There are some that just feel like we just threw a bunch of things together and here's a movie. But uh, WandaVision, I do like because it does feel like it has a lot of substance, a lot of artistic value to it. Um, Do you think the DCU will ever catch up? Can they catch up? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Disney is a marketing genius. Like, like I watched Multiverse of Madness. Uh I realized that I could not have really understood a major part of that movie if I didn't watch WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It's like everything goes back to Disney Plus and like, I, I, in theory, yes, they could. Um, but to go as deep as Disney and Marvel, it would take another decade to catch up yeah. if they do. That's a really good point. How did you feel about Doctor Strange, by the way? I feel like I've talked to a few people about it and it's been like pretty hit or miss for some people. I liked it. Um, I actually... Um, Really, I, I really enjoyed it. My girlfriend did not. Oh. And I know I ex- maybe I set myself up like I thought it was going to be bad. And then I watched it and I was like, this is pretty good. Yes. I, I did like the, the I forget the director's name. Sam but I did like the, the horror aspects at the end with like zombie strange mm-hmm. and all that. Um, yeah, I liked it more than the first Doctor Strange, at least. I did too. I did too. I'm more in the camp of I liked it. Uh, more than I disliked it. I don't think it was perfect. I don't, I don't think it's better than like Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, but I still really enjoyed it. But obviously being on social media, you get you get to see like the different <laughs> ends of the spectrum. You know, some people really love it and some people really do not like it. Uh, yeah. This leads to, uh, to I want to pivot back to DC, but maybe not to DCEU. Did you see the Batman? 
I did. Okay. I really like the Batman. There That's we go. a really good movie. Okay. I was yeah. nervous. I don't know. Like, I feel like, again, can be polarizing for some people. I don't know if it technically counts in the DCEU. I don't actually know. Mm, no, because they have, um, what's his place playing Batman ben in the DCEU? And Affleck. Yeah, Batman. He's okay. <laughs> He's okay as Batman. But uh, out of all the Batmans in this, 21st century he's definitely the weakest I definitely I put the Batman is the best Batman in my in my mind I like the emo Batman okay okay how do you feel about the Batman compared to like the Dark Knight I see I love the Dark Knight movies but when it comes down to just Batman I felt like it was a little too I don't know that Batman was just a little too Tony Stark a little too playboy billionaire less so orphaned child who wants vengeance for his parents. That's right. Dave, you and I are going to be very good friends. We're be very good friends. <laughs> I, I love the Batman. It's like my third or fourth favorite movie of the year. Uh, not to say I don't like The Dark Knight. I still really like The Dark Knight. They're very different movies. You know, I like that the Batman's more of like a detective story. That's what, the part I always liked about it more. Yeah. Felt like Which is how Batman started was the detective comics. Exactly. So I, I did really like that. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. They're making a second one. Is there a villain you want to see in the second one? Um, I don't know if you see the there was like the deleted scene from the Batman with um the Joker. Yeah. I mean, I hope they introduce some other villain like I don't know, I, like Kingpin or something or something we just haven't seen really in recent live action instead of like the same same old villains we always see. Yeah. Um I would like to maybe see like a Robin in the future. We haven't seen a good live action Robin. Well, no, in, we have in the past 30, 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can yeah, say no, it. We haven't. <laughs> we, I was trying to remember if the movies that had Robin, and then I just remembered Batman and Robin, which was not a good movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. I'm totally on board with the Robin. And we haven't really had a good live action Robin in movie form. Uh, there is a very large amount of people on social media championing and campaigning for a Mr. Freeze villain in the second one. How would you feel about that? I would be very intrigued to see how they could fit Mr. Freeze in that like grungy dark mm. worlds. Like to see what they did with the Riddler. I, I mean, I, it would be cool. It might, if they could make it work, it would be cool. But I'm afraid that if they did that, it could feel a little out of place in that universe. Like, a, I don't know. I'm just thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. I know. Freeze. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, no, it'd be, that would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. I, I, it's easy to just, to automatically relate it to the one iteration we've seen, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, <laughs> yelling about kicking some ice. But I think it could be cool. It could be cool. You know, like the last time we saw the Riddler was being, you know, Jim Carrey being all eccentric and goofy. So they could probably, they could maybe do it. I would be on board with that. Yeah. Um, I, last, last question. We've talked a lot about all these superheroes. I, I'm just curious how you feel about the Wonder Woman movies, because I feel like it's the one part of the DCEU where I really liked the first one and then really wasn't a big fan of the second one. But I'm curious to know yeah. how you feel about it. I actually haven't seen 1984. Oh. Um, it's a, I don't know why. I just heard bad things. And I really like the first Wonder Woman. And I'm like, this is the Wonder Woman I know. I'm just going <laughs> to watch this one. Um, uh. I, yeah, no, I really like that movie. And um, like... The whole final battle with Ares and stuff was was super sick. I actually, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman. Okay. I think that was one of their better movies. Very fair. I think that's a smart move to not watch 1984 to preserve that <laughs> memory of Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's not 
the worst movie. It's just a little disappointing. That's all. I guess it's gotcha. the theme of the, the, the DCEU. A little disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. That's what they do. Let's take a quick ad break because if we don't, we'll keep talking about everything about comic books and movies. Uh, so when we come back from our ad break, we'll do a quick top three and then uh, move to some questions. Are you missing out on your favorite show because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of US Netflix, why not take a spin on the UK? Using NordVPN, you can do that with a click of a button. With 5,000 plus server options, no show is out of your reach. And we all love to binge and privacy is a big deal to NordVPN. They will keep your information private and encrypted and your location IP will never get out. Make sure to use Kratzy's link in the description of this episode to get a great deal on NordVPN. And of course, support Kratzy's channel. All right. We talked a lot about superhero movies, uh, but now I am dying to know three of your favorite movies that are not related to superhero movies at all. Okay. Um, most of my catalog is superhero movies, but there are good um, movies I've seen, like Lord of the Rings. Okay, perfect. Those are three movies, I know. Um, <laughs> but the second one, I'm I'm a fake fan by forgetting the name of the second one. Two Towers, Two Towers. Two Towers is my favorite, I would say. Ooh. Recently rewatched them because my girlfriend never seen Lord of the Rings and I was like, you, you can't have that. Oh, I can't have that. Uh, How'd she like them though? And the se- She loved them. Um, and we're actually going to go to Boston Comic Con because the Hobbits are going to be there. Oh, fun. Have you guys watched The Hobbit as well or just the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Well, I have. I got to get her to watch the Hobbit mm. movies, but they have like all the Hobbits from, from the Lord of the Rings. So all of them. So that'll be exciting. But so the second Lord of the Rings was probably one. And also another movie I have on there is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Wow. Throwing it back to <laughs> a time in my life where I quoted that movie every week at school and I was probably really annoying. Uh, what about what about Monty Python do you love? I have to know. Is our favorite scene? It, I mean... It's all like something I grew up with because my mom was a huge Monty Python fan. So she showed me that movie. Probably I was a little too young to watch that movie. But <laughs> I mean, like I loved the, like, the killer rabbit. Yeah. It's probably one of the most iconic okay. Um, okay. scenes as well. And um, for the last movie, I'm trying to think of for my third favorite. So um, this might seem really weird because it's, it's not a grown-up movie. No, it but it's fine. It's, Spongebob Squarepants movie from 2004. Ooh, throwing it back to that as well. You are, we're more similar than you think. I mean, I love all those things. Two Towers and uh, Monty Python. I still quote Spongebob every day of my life. I, I'll be honest. Yes. <laughs> I, I probably quote it too much, if I'm being honest. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, though. Uh, yeah, I rewatched it and I didn't realize like every other scene is like a still somewhat relevant meme or quote. <laughs> and I was like, this movie is so iconic. I rewatched it and I'm like, this is still a five out of five wow. for me. This is just, it's such a good movie. Okay. <laughs> and this is inspiring me to revisit it because I was just watching uh, my, I mean, I, I'm going to just totally off topic. My favorite episode of SpongeBob is uh, still the scene, the episode where they sell chocolate to everybody. <laughs> And they sell it to, yeah. to the old ladies and they tell them they lie, all that stuff. Uh, do you have a favorite episode of SpongeBob? Oh, gosh. This wasn't planned. Everybody who's listening yeah, to watching. Yeah, I know. If I was prepared for this song. On the spot. I mean, as a kid, I remember loving, I think it was a regular episode where he had like the best day ever. Ah. And they had that one really annoying song, which I loved as a kid, which is <laughs> the best day ever. 
Um, good one. Or the one where they kill the health inspector and bury his dead body. Oh, yeah, that's a really good one as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, quote, uh, I quote the episode where he visits Sandy for the very first time and doesn't know he needs water. And so like, he's like <laughs> drying up in her dome and he's like, I don't need it. I don't need it. I feel like I find myself <laughs> quoting that pretty often when I want to buy something like on Amazon or something like that. Yeah, uh, iconic. Iconic show, iconic show. Uh, I, I didn't prepare you for this, but maybe you know anything. Do you have any guilty pleasure movies besides a SpongeBob movie? Any movie <laughs> out there that like people would be surprised how much you love? Um, Recently, I mean, I don't know about an individual movie, but like a few months ago, my girlfriend and I binged all the Fast and Furious movies. That totally and some counts. of those, some of those are so corny, but like so entertaining. <laughs> I would watch, rewatch any of them, like okay. anytime. They, those movies, especially as they progress and they're running out of ideas, it's just like it went from a racing series to just like exploding airplanes <laughs> and like I don't even know. So those definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're going into Fast Ten now. I think. Uh, what what left? What do they have left to do? If you're to, if you're to end this franchise, what are they doing? I honestly don't know. They've covered it all. <laughs> I mean, they even they even saved the world from a deadly virus. They've um, jumped out of airplanes. I don't even know at this point. It should be over because I think The Rock quit because he said Vin Diesel was insufferable to work with. Yeah, which I I totally believe him. So <laughs> yeah, that's a famously like one of the Hollywood relationships that like people all know about that. They're not friends or something like that. Who knows? But uh, yeah, they, he quit. So we'll see what happens and how they end it. But it's still going for now. <laughs> it's somehow still going. Better than ever. So let's get to this last segment before we end our episode. We did uh, have you ask some uh, of your followers to ask you some questions that we can answer on today's episode. Like I said, you got a ton of ton of great questions. I will not be asking you your favorite dinosaur. Uh, although, if, <laughs> although if you know it, you can tell us. I forget all the dinosaur <laughs> names. My 12-year-old self would be very disappointed, but... <laughs> very fair. Uh, so one question came from somebody named Nay. They asked, very straightforward, how has streaming impacted your life? Uh, quite greatly, I would say, because uh, when I started, I was already two years deep in living on my own, uh, and I was working as Verizon tech support, mm. and... I was just working lots of hours and like I never saw my girlfriend even though we lived together and I was just miserable so being able to work from home and in an industry that I love like totally changed everything around from like me being miserable all the time to me like just I'm always excited to get out of bed and then do this stuff so that's amazing a complete vibe change in my entire life I would say a perfect answer perfect answer what's the uh What's the most common question you get at Verizon Tech Support? I'm I'm just curious to know. Uh, like it's just always like my phone won't turn on or <laughs> or people getting locked out of their iCloud, ah, something like it. that. Something I can't fix. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Sounds like a blast. It sounds like you made oh, the right yeah. decision. <laughs> uh, another question we got: uh, What is something that you would love to stream but haven't because you think your audience might not like it? Um, that's a good question. I would say I would like to just be able to stream old video games. Like I do enjoy, like I was a big PlayStation 2 kid. So mm. I would love to go and play all these old, like totally irrelevant, obscure PlayStation 2 games 
which I know people might not want to click on me watching watch me play like Simpsons Hit and Run or something. Oh, but <laughs> I would. That's a, that was a classic. That was a classic. I played a lot of Resident Evil Four on PS2, but it's been remade into every console and yeah <laughs> it's just got announced for another remake so i guess that's doesn't really count but i like simpsons hit and run it's a good it's a good choice um which i guess is a good segue to the next question from someone named Haley. they want to know what is your favorite video game of all time and you, you can't say minecraft i don't think you were but you can't say it yeah my favorite of all time is probably skyrim that's the game i sunk the most hours into and if it wasn't Skyrim, it was probably going to be this game called Saints Row 2. Saints Row 2 and Skyrim. Very different games. <laughs> Both open worlds to a degree. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, I, I feel like Skyrim is like, kind of like Resident Evil 4, where they've kind of remade it and re-released it onto multiple platforms. Uh, I haven't beaten it because every time I play it, I just I find myself literally wandering off the path and then getting lost in the mountains. <laughs> and getting killed by a bear. Uh, if they were to remaster it again, are, are you? would you sink more hours into it, or you, you think you're just done? I know every <laughs> side quest at this point. I've replayed the game like five times, okay. so I know they announced they were working on the next Elder Scrolls like four, literally four years ago, and we've got no new info yet. Mm. It was at an E3, and E3 now doesn't even exist anymore, so... I don't know. Okay. Hopefully that game comes out in my lifetime. I know. So, yeah, that'd be nice. You chose Saints Row 2 over GTA 4, 5, 3, San Andreas. Why Saints Row 2? Um, to be honest, I haven't played anything before GTA 5 because growing up, my mom only knew about Grand Theft Auto from the news. Uh, of course. So <laughs> Saints Row became my game because oh, it's, it was just... A little trickery. And it, yeah, it's Saints Row. I mean, it's mostly a nostalgia factor. Got it. But Saints Row Two was just like in that prime era where games were still really buggy, but it was like fun mm. of like the mechanics of like same with Skyrim. Like you could ride a horse straight up a mountain. Like <laughs> um, Saints Row Two, yeah, and it was just really fun. I've beat that campaign in that game like twice, three times, and it was just a good multiplayer game as well with friends okay. growing up. Okay, people might be surprised. Well, maybe they won't if they know you, but people who don't know you might be surprised. You didn't say something like Ocarina of Time or like Super Mario 64. Uh, you haven't said anything about Nintendo at all. Are you not a Nintendo guy? Did you not really get into any of that? Growing up, I was a huge Pokemon kid. I had I started up with a Game Boy Advance as a kid and then um, I had the DS. I had the DSi, 3DS, and then that's where I stopped. Mm. I, well, I had a Wii as well, but I have never played on a Switch and I just, there's no reason. It's just, I haven't, it's just like every time, I'm like, maybe I'll get a Switch. I'm like, ah, $300, I'll <laughs> do it some other time. Yeah. And so I've never really played a Mario game besides like Mario Party or Mario Kart. Wow, okay, okay. Well, I, I, I was going to say you're not missing much, but kind of are. But so. I imagine I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Once you have the time to do it, I'm sure you'll you'll get to it and it's fun. You know, Mario Party is good enough to frustrate your friends and make lifelong enemies. <laughs> so that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Well, Dave, we have reached the end of our episode. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, movies and games. I, I want to thank you so much for being here and for joining me on this show. Uh, everybody listening, make sure to follow Dave on all social media platforms. We will link their information in the description of the episode. 
And of course, follow the NordVPN show on Apple, YouTube, and Spotify. Use the link in the description to get a great deal on NordVPN. Dave, it was great having you here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Of course. Of I didn't course. even realize it was already at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it flies by sometimes. And like I said, we could get caught up talking about every DC movie and talk about why they were a disappointment. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to limit ourselves. So, but thank you for being here and everybody listening, watching. Thank you for listening and watching. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.